We have to go back! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And today, we are going to see an elephant fly in the 1995 war period piece. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Vietnam War story. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's officially categorized as uh, action adventure comedy Operation Dumbo Drop. I had seen this as a kid, and I I did not remember the Vietnam War aspect of it, uh, and I don't know how I would forget it, because that's kind of what the whole movie's about. Maybe you just watched Dumbo. Yeah, maybe. It'd be like watching Saving Private Ryan and being like, oh, yeah, I guess that does take place during <laughs> World War II. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, we are, of course, reviewing this movie because of the live action, or technically anime i guess it is mostly live action the live action remake of dumbo not the dumbo because it's cleaner uh hitting theaters this weekend although looking at the cast of dumbo uh if we hadn't have already burnt through this one we should have done batman returns oh. it's <laughs> i mean tim burton with yep. uh, michael keaton and danny yep. devito yeah oh, yes please man. we should have just saved it for such an occasion <laughs> We'd only known. For those of you who don't remember Operation Dumbo Drop, the story follows a very true story of a, it's a true-ish. So it's based on a true story. But the movie's plotline follows this. That made it sound so untrue, by the way. <laughs> it's a true-ish. It's, it's true. I mean, the, um, you've heard of elephants. They exist. They're <laughs> yes. a true story. And because elephants exist, this is a true story. Uh, so the synopsis for the movie Operation Dumbo Drop is to keep the loyalty of a village during the Vietnam War, a U.S. Army officer and his unit struggle to deliver in a live elephant. It stars Dan DeVito, Ray Liotta, Dennis Leary, Doug E. Doug. I'm going to have to say uh, Danny Glover. You said Danny DeVito. It's uh, Danny Glover. They, so they're sorry. a little different. You know what? I, I was looking at an ad for Dumbo. You know and what? My brain filled the in the blank. Yeah. <laughs> Danny Glover. Danny DeGlover. Danny DeGlover. So Operation Dumbo Drop is based off of the real-life operation known as Operation Baroom, uh, named for Baroom being the sound that elephants make upon uh, flatulent, uh. upon flatulating. Uh, so during the uh, Vietnam era in the late 1960s, Um, The U.S. Army viewed many villages as having strategic value due to their proximity to enemy weapons. And so elephants found in villages were typically the primary source of farm labor. And so to appease hostage villagers, the U.S. offered elephants as tokens of appreciation. Uh, And so one particular moment where they were going to literally fly in an elephant and despite what this movie showed you um they brought in an elephant on a helicopter um not necessarily parachuting it down because word got out that they were going to parachute an elephant down and uh several people got upset about it so they ended up doing a helicopter drop in and Mm. this was actually going to be a very big event that happened on April 4th in 1968. Uh, However, people didn't hear about it because of the assassination of Martin Luther King. Um, Because that took place like the same time, like the same day. Like there was like news coverage for, you know, Operation Varun. Like there was 
like newscasters like there on the ground for when it landed and like they recorded it and like there's footage of it but you know it happened the same day that uh, martin luther king was assassinated so it didn't make its coverage so then they decided to make a movie about said thing because you know it is a historical story that of a like kind of silly thing that happened during the late Vietnam War. So Yeah, and just an interesting story. Uh, yeah. at least the way they construct it in this movie, the logic of why they have to do this feels really grounded and really real. Especially uh and I don't know how much of this was kind of fictionalized or whatever, but um at the beginning, whenever the um the NVA shoots the existing elephant because they are helping the US that kind of having this debt to be paid back motivates the action through the story to where you're like, yeah, they can't give up. They they owe this community a, a new elephant to, to help their way of life. They're only in this situation because they were helping us. Um, yeah, it, I think it's very clear motivation. And so, uh, yeah, for for that to kind of uh, be the impetus for all of this to, to move forward just makes a ton of sense. So I wasn't really surprised that it was based on a true story. I mean, other than like the, the parachuting in an elephant seems kind of crazy. But the rest of it felt somewhat realistic, very realistic, actually. Like they never let up the gas on danger always being present. They even right. say at one point, they're like, what is it that you like about this place? The fact that you could be taken out by a sniper at any moment. And as a viewer, you're like, oh yeah, like th they're in incredibly dangerous circumstances. Um, but yeah, I, I think that just added to kind of the reality of this somewhat crazy tale. Yeah. And I also thought it was interesting, flawless transition, that um, nice. this isn't the first time that an elephant was involved in the wartime era. So oh, Hannibal. Yeah. <laughs> so Disney's Dumbo, the original Dumbo that came out in 1941, um, was made solely to recoup the financial losses of Fantasia, uh, oh. which came out during World War Two. So Fantasia, you know, being like so expensive of a movie and not being able to get into the European market um, and high cost of leasing theaters and installing a thing that they called Fantasound equipment for the roadshow presentations, uh, the film ultimately just like it. The reason why Fantasia kept on getting re-released was because so many people just kept on not seeing it for one reason or another. So they made Dumbo, which I believe uh, Dumbo comes in at just over an hour, like like 64, 60 something minutes. It's Disney's like shortest animated film and also their fourth animated film. Um, mm -hmm. And it was made simply just so that they could make money back from, you know, World War II, where they weren't able to make as much money. That's really interesting. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And uh, the elephant acting in this is incredible as well. Uh, grade A elephant they got there. But there were replicas. There were eight replicas in total. Two of them were animatronic, and the other six were fiberglass. And they say that the animatronic ones were so realistic that it faked out the real elephant. <laughs> which is high praise from an elephant. Oh, yeah. And then the other six were used for the actual drop sequence. Um, but unfortunately, half of them did not have correct uh, parachuting, and oh, they no. crashed to the ground. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, but that's why they got the fiberglass ones. Yes. An elephant never forgets a face. So that's really <laughs> impressive that, you know, it even fooled some elephants. 
Yeah, he's telling him like, this one time I was shooting a movie and they threw three elephants out of a plane and they just hit the ground. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. And then I'm over here like, am I next? They're paying me in peanuts. <laughs> All right, let's see. What else can wow. what else can we get out of this joke? Is that it? Is that, what is have that we done? One? Let's see what I got here. Uh, call my elephant agent. That's nothing. I just put <laughs> elephant in there. Uh, okay, so Grayson, you said that you had seen this movie before. Was there anything yeah. you noticed about this movie besides, you know, the fact that it took place during <laughs> the, the fact war that there was time. a war happening? <laughs> uh, yeah. Watching it back, it was like I hadn't seen it before. But I know I definitely saw it when it first came out. Um, the only scene I really remember was the suppository scene. And I think that tells you a lot about me as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, um, that's not great. What I really appreciated... <laughs> Though was and I, I mentioned it before about the the line of action is very clear. It's basically a road trip movie with an elephant, um, and they have a very clear objective, very clear obstacles, um, and so that that was something I could appreciate this time. I love the Coke bottle scene. Yes, where Dennis Leary picks up on Dougie Doug's. Uh, Dougie Doug, by the way, mm-hmm. he picks up on Dougie Doug's uh, superstition and Dennis Leary comes up with this whole thing about, oh, my lucky Coke bottle cap. Um, I could never part with it. Oh, it saved me so many times and then tries to sell it. And then Danny Glover's like, he just got that off the bottle he's drinking right now. It's like such a great scene. And yeah. so I feel like there's a lot of nuance in those kinds of scenes that you just don't pick up on as yeah. a kid. Um, and uh, definitely don't remember them. But I was really able to appreciate it watching watching back this time. Also, stuff about relating. Well, like I like the idea that the um, the enemy has in that he's like, oh, that's why they have an elephant because it's part of the Republican Party symbol, and Nixon is a Republican. And just reading into that, like that's stuff that went over my head as a kid. And so I was just yeah. able to appreciate the world that's happening. And then again, the danger. Of it all, because I think when you're a kid watching this, you think, "I hope that elephant's okay." Like yes. they threw it out of a plane. <laughs> I hope it's okay. But to understand the uh, the strategic need for this town and kind of what this means for Danny Glover's character and what this means for each of them on a very personal level, I was able to to invest in those stories. Um, so it was like I was watching it for the very first time. And for this being my very first time watching it, I could really appreciate just the the setting because I, whenever I saw like trailers for this movie, I assumed it was like a kids movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just assumed because you know animals were involved. I'm just like, oh, they're making an airbud. I see, but it's very much of uh, an adult movie. But I think it's I think it's just more of a mature movie than what I was expecting yeah. it to be. Uh, almost in line with like remember the titans you know it it has historical significance and kind of like the whole family can watch learn and kind of enjoy the movie without Mm -hmm. it having to be like oh well this movie was clearly made for adults yeah it also has like tv swearing levels it's like, yeah, that's not how soldiers would talk to each other in this situation, but... Uh, oh, yeah, okay. don't be such a jerk. <laughs> you yeah. idiot. But I do think they tried to make make it as accessible as possible for right. kids. Because um, this was also in the era that they were running, like, um, ABC, Disney Movie Nights on, like, Sunday night, that kind of thing. 
And so I, I feel like when they had these live action features, they wanted to be able to run them on the Disney channel as much as possible and that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, you got to make it accessible. And I, I think I think they uh, succeed. It, it, it's, it doesn't really lose its, um, I don't know, s- the stress of it, the danger of it is still present. Uh, like I, I would love to watch this with, with my kids someday because I feel like adults can get a lot more out of it than, uh, than the kids can, but it's still fun for the kids. There's chase scenes, there's action, like it, it's fun without being like overly bloody or anything like that. Um, probably the most stressful airplane jump, uh, since Dark Knight Rises. So if you got to pick. It's like, oh, you think this is stressful. Let me show you this with a four ton elephant. <laughs> Hey, that's no way to talk about Tom Hardy. <laughs> Guy beefed up. Yeah. <laughs> Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to be a part of an elite team that is going to sneak a very powerful weapon through this podcast. Are Are you ready? Yeah, I guess. I'm like a week away from retirement. <laughs> Don't worry, Grayson. You're going to retire with one last good deed. And that good deed is called Operation Headcanon. Dude, that was really good. Was it? (laughs) It was. I mean, better than what I got, which is... That's better. Is it? It, Yeah, that's better. It felt like a... (laughs) It felt like that sounded like a baroom more than anything else. Yeah. Oh, is that not what you were going for? Uh, no. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) No, that, that was impressive. That was good. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, Operation Headcan is a part of the show where we share a few unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. But if I told you that, I'd have to kill you. Redacted, 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 redacted. So my biggest piece of headcanon uh, actually has to deal with the in-between time between uh, Operation Dumbo Drop and uh, where Lynn um, is, mm. you know, he was with his the elephant saved him so when botep saved uh lynn and he was like yeah i've been with botep he uh he saved my life i was like wow that's um that's really great um it's really great that an animal would help a young man um a a, a man cub if you would uh and his elephant in this land of you know overgrown dense forest tangled in vegetation also known as jungle jungle book it's called the jungle book <laughs> uh that's maybe so you're saying lynn is lynn is mowgli lynn is mowgli or at the very least the jungle book was written by lynn uh, oh. because it, cause it had to deal with a couple of things that he may have experienced maybe it's just like stories that he kind of told himself to get through the night because uh, mm-hmm. he was afraid and, you know, he really did miss his family. But he, yeah. he coped with his loss by maybe writing a tale or two. Nice. I like that. That's sweet. Yeah. That's real sweet. Yeah. All my other headcanon is, you know, disputed with, you know, this being based off of a real life story. By yeah. I headcanon inside of the narrative of Operation Dumbo Drop. Oh, see, I ignored that uh, crucial <laughs> element. Uh, at first, my headcanon was that all Vietnam movies are meanwhile stories. So, like, this is happening during Forrest Gump and Apocalypse Now and Deer Hunter. <laughs> We're just seeing different storylines 
Uh, and this is like probably the most family friendly version of yeah. that. Um, but yeah, you could cut them all together to make a fluid timeline. And then yeah. I was like, wait a minute, it's just because they're all in Vietnam doesn't mean they're the same universe. Uh, but this one is a true story. So I guess it is. So I, I, I worked a little harder and came up with another one, um, which is that Dennis Leary's character is Bruce Willis's biological father from Pulp Fiction. And that that gold watch that he has is the one that he would later give to Christopher Walken when he is captured in the POW camp. And, uh, well, Pulp Fiction, uh, we learn what happened to Dennis Leary from Walken's monologue. So real dark and grim end for for Dennis Leary there. Yeah. That's really solid, though. But I saw that gold watch in Vietnam and I was like, oh, yeah, that's getting back to Los Angeles. (laughs) One way or another. Yeah. And maybe Ray Liotta helped him out, you know, because of, uh, wow. Because of the suppositories. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so gross. Saying in the episode, (laughs) saying in the episode. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's, that is, that's just fact. That's not even headcanon. That, that just makes sense. All that. Yeah. Wow. Well done, Grayson. Thank you feel real gross about that. (laughs) All right. Now it's time to go into our second operation, our Operation Recast Remake. Recast Remake. If this movie were to be remade today, who would you cast? What would the storyline be? And I honestly think that Operation Dumbo Drop would be the perfect um, franchise actually this needs to be the next step that they take the fast and furious um franchise so it's like mm-hmm. fast and furious presents operation dumbo drop oh, just because you know they've dropped cannons or like yeah. they've dropped tanks and all these other ridiculous things why not say all right guys we need you to sneak in an elephant mm-hmm. what's its mileage like that i think is just perfect yeah. it needs to it's happen like- I live my life one good deed at a time. <laughs> it's like, wow, he's really turned a corner. Oh, I, I think he really that... drifted around that corner. Oh! Ah! He really fast fived around that corner. <laughs> yeah, they just convert to like being animal conservationists since the fast and the furriest. Oh, yeah, Cra- Grayson, is that a thing? There is a studio executive graciously who just spilt his coffee upon yeah. his lap or her lap, <laughs> their lap. Their um, lapses. <laughs> um, that, that's just the framing device. Um, I would love it. Uh, I, you know, I would love it if the casting would involve. Um, I think Dougie Doug's character would be perfectly played by uh, Lamorne Morris. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, I really think let's let's move Ray Liotta to Dennis Leary's role. Oh, um, that's good. Yeah, and then the new. Ray Liotta is uh, it's played by The Rock, of course, and uh, and Danny Glover is played by Donald Glover. I like that. Yeah, I like yeah. that a lot. That would not be confusing for anybody. Nope. I think uh, I think that would work pretty well. And then the elephant uh, played by Mocap Suit Randy Circus. Oh, okay. Well, you took mine there. <laughs> um, hmm. 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 No, I think that's great. I think that makes. That makes a ton of sense. Um, so for mine, I had uh, Danny Glover played by Andre Brower from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes, that's great. Um, I, I always debate 
between he and Terry Crews. I guess it would be an age call on their part, but I think they would both be great. Um, for Ray Liotta's character, I had Tom Hopper. He is number one from Umbrella Academy. Um, he's also in Game of Thrones. Uh, I just think he, he's got a nice leading man vibe to him. Yeah. And then uh, for Dennis Leary, at first I had Jeremy Bob, who plays Mike from Russian Doll. He plays a lot of kind of smarmy characters. But then I thought, uh, if, you can't get, if you can't get him, <laughs> if he's all booked up, <laughs> then you could get uh, Neil McDonough. McDonough? Neil, Mc, Neil McDonough. Isn't yeah, it? let's go with that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but he, uh, he played Dum Dum Dugan in uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh, okay. Uh, he's, he's one of those guys where if you see him, you're like, oh, that guy. He was in Arrow for a while, too. Uh, he was in, what was that show where it was all Boomtown? He was in Boomtown. Um, but uh, I think he'd just be a great Dennis Leary character. He's got piercing eyes, too. Yeah. And then for Dougie Doug, I had Kevin Hart. And yes. then, uh, yeah, you covered the mocap, Andy Circus for Botat. But then uh, for the French boatman uh, that helps them out of the jam when their truck breaks down, I had Tommy Wiseau. You know, it's it's a small enough role. I think he could handle it, uh, especially when he delivers the line, what can I say? I love everybody. Yes, you're like, right. Oh, classic Wiseau. You are very right. <laughs> Loving everybody. I love it. So that'd be my recasting, but for the remake, um, I think it'd be cool. I know this was based on a true story, but if they put it in a a more recent war, like they moved it up to be um, like Iraq or Afghanistan, and they have to a similar kind of thing, whether it's camels, whatever, whatever the um, the livestock is that they're transporting, because I do think it needs to be alive, because that's the high stakes kind of chaos of it. Um, I, I think it would just bring it up in the timeline. Um, and if they don't do that, then they could make this whole thing into a video game where you play the banana vendor and you have to outrun Botat before she eats all your bananas. Yes. Yeah. It'd be a great uh, mobile game. It's yeah. just to call it like Banana Runner or something like that. Yeah. Or, or Botap, like uh, instead of Botat, you know, Botap the screen. Okay, so you can't just give these ideas out yeah, to developers yeah, all willy-nilly yeah. like that. Somewhere uh, a, a, a game studio executive just <laughs> spilled the coffee in her lap. Or his lap. <laughs> or their lapses. Lapsi? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That felt right. All right, now we're going to go into our final segment where we give you reasons to recommend. So Grayson, why would you recommend Operation Dumbo Drop? I'd recommend Operation Dumbo Drop because it really is a touching story of two worlds working together. Um, They have a common goal, uh, and it's for a good reason. And it's a very different slice of the Vietnam War than we typically see in films. And you get to see more of how it affected the people who live there. Um, And you get to see more of the everyday going on. You're not in the bunker all the time or anything like that. So, uh, like, Lynn's backstory is just heartbreaking and i i applaud them for spending so much time on it and making him such a, a central character and an essential character to this to this film um and ultimately the the message of do one good thing before you go make a positive influence on the world around you um I, it's just a, a great message to take away so it's heartfelt it's sweet uh it's exciting it's funny um but it, it really does have uh, a, a pretty solid emotional core to it. Um, so for all those reasons, I recommend Operation Dumbo Drop. 
I think that the one of the biggest testaments to Operation Dumbo Drop is that it it takes like a very serious like time and history um and doesn't cheapen it in yeah. order to tell like a very compelling sweet story you know yeah it's kind of like mash you know yes. like th- where it had humor but it also had some very real world consequence about it uh yeah yeah, but yeah i totally agree yeah and like again like you know and this is a very unique movie because you know we see a lot of wartime movies that I think we, we kind of know what we're getting into, but mm-hmm. like I, I've heard a fireside chat and I've seen a baseball bat. Uh, and I just laughed till I thought I'd die, but you haven't seen about anything until you've seen an elephant fly. Oh, I had no idea what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no. Oh no. It's time to put Ricky to bed. Oh no. Uh, and that is why I would recommend Operation Dumbo Drought. <laughs> Love it. It's great. And that's from Dumbo, right? Uh-huh. Okay, good. <laughs> when I heard that song at the end of the movie, I was like, what are the chances? <laughs> they kept so- saying like, oh, now I've seen an elephant fly or like not on a day where elephants fly. And I was like, is that a saying? Because I always heard it with pigs. <laughs> yeah. And that is our review of the 1995 movie Operation Dumbo Drop. Let us know what you remember about the movie on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and all places we are at Flashback Flicks. And it would mean a great deal if you could give us a rating and review on your podcasting platform of choice. Uh, If you think that we are number one. Number one, A-OK. Give us a five-star rating. Number one, the best. Um, Or if you think we're number five, um you know, as an insult that Lynn would give. Um, yeah. yeah. Which was such a heartbreaking. Man, when that moment happens, it's like, you think you're number one? You're number 10. I'm like, I feel that. That yeah. like that insult, that ranking alone. Yeah, but also out feelings. of how many? Because like out of a thousand, that's still pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Give us a rating. It would mean a lot to us. And let people know that this is a podcast where they can get operation Flashback flicks. Is it water on the knee? <laughs> operation. Oh, it's not Operation Colon Dumbo Drop. Oh, that would have been a great crossover product. Oh. We just have, although pretty disturbing for kids to be like operating on an elephant for their you know board game time. <laughs> Never mind. Scratch it. Somewhere out there, there's a board game studio executive who kept all their coffee in their mugs. Yep. They just uh, retract their bick and put it back. In their pocket. We got it right. (laughs) And be sure to tune in next time right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind. Next time on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Oh, man. With Shazam coming out, all I want to do is review big. I wish I could review big. Your wish is granted. Well, that was easy. Thanks, Zoltar. You're welcome. Whoa, you can talk? <laughs>